Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into a special episode. That's right. Special episode of the Rutgers Scout Cast here on a rainy Wednesday afternoon in Piscataway, New Jersey. I guess we'll go ahead and call this episode 38 and a half because we'll still try to have something for you on Friday, but... I thought it would be a good opportunity to drop a podcast this afternoon as Chris Ash wrapped up his first season as Rutgers head coach. So basically at the end of the year, Chris Ash had a teleconference to talk big picture, talk news items, talk about his first season. Uh, I took part in it as I take part in everything Rutgers media, and I thought it would be an interesting and different approach this week to just go ahead and let you all listen to the teleconference. You can hear Chris Ash's answers just like you would read them in my write-ups, but now you can actually hear his inflection, the way he answers the questions. You can hear all of the awkward pauses and things that drive me nuts on teleconference. Those are my favorite parts. You'll be able to hear and see and experience my frustrations of the media teleconference call, which They're always annoying, but there's actually a lot of good information in here, too. Uh, Chris Ash touched on a a variety of topics. You can look at the show notes if you're streaming either on uh, Blog Talk Radio or on Scarlet Report. You can just jump in the show notes and, and jump from topic to topic to whatever interests you. But real quick, before we jump into the teleconference, here's what stood out to me. First off, Chris Ash was very positive about wanting to keep his coaching staff together. Now, we all know that in 2016, 2017, it is almost impossible to keep an entire staff together, but Chris Ash wants to do that. He doesn't want to have to fire anyone, and he wants to keep everyone consistent so that they're actually able to build a foundation. The phrase he used is that he has complete faith in the people that he's surrounded himself with. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the way Drew Merringer called games or think that special teams... Play calling by Vince O'Crew were disasters this year, and I get that. You're allowed to think that, and Chris Ash just respectfully disagrees. Ash talked specifically about O'Crew and special teams pretty early in the call as well. We hit on just about everything in this call. I think I timed it at about 17 minutes with the media. You get to hear the awkward interaction between myself and Chris Ash when I asked him about Janarian Grant and if Janarian Grant's made a decision yet. Uh, spoiler alert, no, and that's about all Chris Ash wanted to say about it. I also asked Chris Ash about recruiting, and his answer I thought was really good about how the players they're talking to now have the same attitude that they had when Chris Ash was hired, and that 2-10 and 10 didn't hurt the relationships with the majority of the kids that they're recruiting. A bunch of other stuff that he talks about, maintaining relationships in New Jersey, improving the pass rush, uh, transfers Najee Clayton, He acknowledges Chris Laviano and Hayden Reddick's departure. You can hear all of that on the call. Uh, So 
I guess enjoy this special episode, we'll call it. It's about a 20-minute listen, and we'll still try to have something for you on Friday. It probably depends on how sick I feel. But, all right, here we go. Here is Chris Ash on his postseason wrap-up conference call. Chris, uh, go ahead, Paul. Uh, Sam Hellman from Scout here. Do, do you have any updates on Janarian Grant and being able to meet with him? No, no updates. Do you know uh, any idea of when you think he might be able to make a decision? No. Chris, it's Ryan again. Just uh, from a staff standpoint, is it your plan? Do you hope to keep all nine assistant coaches exactly where they are? Do you get that you're playing going into the offseason? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh... Obviously, in, in this profession, uh, you know, people come and go for different reasons, uh, but uh, I like our staff. Um, we've got a bunch of really good people that uh, uh, work extremely hard, you know, coach uh, extremely hard, uh, build connections and relationships with the players, and uh, 
know, to, to, to be able to have sustained success or build sustained success in any organization, it does take consistency and continuity. And uh, my wish is to be able to have that here at Rutgers. The, to follow that up real quick, I guess the guy who probably took the most public criticism was Minzo Crew. From a special team standpoint, how, I mean, is that we've all spoken you've been critical of the special teams. Is that him? Is that a, a staff-wide thing? I mean, how do you look at fixing special teams? Is that on one guy or is that a whole coaching staff kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll start as I don't, uh, I don't know about any criticism towards events. Uh, if there is, I don't know what that would be. You know, uh, our special teams have not been very good. Um, I think it's uh, a number of things. You know, we invest an insane amount of time in the special teams. I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we spend as much meeting time, walkthrough time, and practice time uh, doing special teams as, as I have anywhere in, in uh, my career. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a number of things that lead to good special teams. You know, you got to consistently be able to snap and kick and punt. Uh, you got to make sure that, uh, you know, you can cover uh, kicks and have the right personnel to cover kicks. And uh, we've got to, uh, after year one, go back and look and say, okay, here's uh, what we're going to have from a personnel standpoint. You know, are there adjustments that we need to make based on who's going to be uh, on this roster next year? Uh, we've got to uh, look at uh, everything, and not just special teams, but offensive, defensively, like we always do in coaching. You go back through and evaluate uh, your schemes, you evaluate your drills, you evaluate your meetings, uh, job responsibilities, what you ask people to do, and uh, reassess what next year's roster is going to look like and identify uh, ways to, to do it better uh, or changes that need to be made. And special teams will be no different. Coach, Coach Franklin, if I may, uh, obviously there's been a lot of negativity around the program this year, especially with the What would you take away from you? Say, say, say that again. I'm sorry. Um, with all the, the negativity that's been surrounding the program with the 2-10 and 10 record, I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about the positive that you take away from your first season. Well, again, um, I don't read a lot of what's out there. I don't listen. We, I, we, you know, we go to the, uh, work every single day focused on making our players better. Uh, I think we have a very positive uh, uh, building, a very pro- positive program. So, you know, I, I, I don't uh, listen to negativity, I guess, that, that you say is out there. Uh, I'm focused on making our players and our program better every single day. Uh, and I think we've built a positive environment in the Hale Center. Uh, and we've built a very solid foundation uh, that I'm excited about moving forward. And um, that's that's really where it's at. Chris, uh, J.P. Pelzer from Gannett, New Jersey here. Uh, you, you guys finished up. Uh, you, had, you had actually a good game last Saturday, four sacks. Uh, but you finished next to last as a team uh, in the Big Ten in that category. Uh, how important is it to generate more pressure next season, and, and how, how do you think you know you can do that? Uh, it's important to generate pressure all the time. Um, I don't know, you know, where we're ranked, you know, sack wise. I don't, I don't really worry about that. I worry about ourselves. Are we better than we were a year ago, and are we going to be better next year than we were this year? Uh, I would say that we were uh, statistically better than what it was uh, last year. Next year, it's got to be better. Uh, and that's how I, I judge uh, our progress and our improvement. Uh, you know, uh, we need to uh, continue to try to develop uh, 
somebody to be a, a pass rusher. Uh, we're going to have to look at different ways uh, to maybe um, pressure the quarterback to try to uh, uh, impact his decision-making back there in, in the pocket. Um, and we'll, we'll do that once we get a chance to sit down as a staff and go through all of our cut-ups and uh, thoroughly evaluate the season. But uh, we do want to be able to affect the quarterback. Um, we pressured you know, uh, a lot sometimes. Sometimes we didn't pressure a lot. It depended on the, the team and the, the quarterback, but it's something that we have to do a better job of, and, and uh, we'll find ways to do that as we move forward. Coach, it's Bobby from uh, Rival. I just want to ask you about recruiting uh, junior college guys. What's kind of your stance on that, and is it a little more difficult because of the academic requirements at Rutgers? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, junior college recruiting is different everywhere uh, that you are. Uh, institution uh, recruited junior colleges may be uh, easier or more of a challenge. Uh, you know, in the Big Ten, when you look at the Big Ten in general, the Big Ten is not a huge junior college league. Um, it never has been and probably never will be. It's, it's an academic uh, league, which uh, I really appreciate and uh, enjoy being a part of. Uh, and uh, if there's a junior college player out there uh, that fits Rutgers academically, socially, and athletically, uh, then, yeah, we'll take a look at it if we think that's the best uh, route to go. Uh, but we're not going to build a program off of junior college uh, kids. We, we want to be building a program off of player development and uh, players in our program for four or five years. Chris, Sam again, building on uh, recruiting. How is your message being received on the road right now? It seems like in talking to recruits that there's a lot of excitement, even though it was a 2-10 and ten season. future 
our plan doesn't change, it's a lot easier to go out and keep those relationships strong and keep that message strong, um, unlike it would be in five, six, or seven. Chris, JP again, how much does it mean to you to hear, I mean, I'm sure you've, you know, heard about it, so many of the departing seniors just really spoke highly of you and the rest of the staff. You know, how much does that mean going forward to kind of have, you know, have them in your corner and then, you know, have them publicly say, hey, these guys are headed in the right direction? Uh, well, I mean, it, I think it shows that the plan uh, is working. You know, uh, we came in here. This is a, a relationship-based uh, program, uh, both with the players, uh, player to player, player to coach, and, and uh, uh, with recruits also. And uh, I think the fact that we've been able to build some very strong relationships with the players in the program, that's part of the process to building a program that can sustain success. And I think uh, that message kind of reinforces what we've been able to do in year one. Um, is it uh, an event that just happened? No, it's a process, and uh, we need to continue to uh, build strong relationships, continue to build relationships based on trust uh, uh, player to player and player to coach, and we'll, we'll continue to work that, that. That never ends, and it's just a nonstop process. But I like uh, the, pro the process, and I like the progress that we have made uh, in year one with that. This is Dick Tara Sullivan from the record. Did you, um, did you find yourself finding time at all uh, after the Maryland game just reflect, you know, I know you don't have a lot of time, but just, you know, on, on the, what the first year was like, how hard, how not, how, you know, just, just your own personal reflection on, on what it was like to have been, you know, to have coached your first year as a head coach. Um, yeah, I do a little bit. You know, I, I, I spend some time to go back and look at, you know, uh, really every – time we have an event, whether it's a, a, a recruiting event, uh, some event with the players, uh, it's a training camp, it's spring practice, it's summer uh, workouts, it, it's a game uh, week. You know, I evaluate each event at the end of that event and not necessarily at the end of the year, and I take notes. So uh, I've got some fairly thorough notes that are taken throughout the year, uh, good notes, bad notes, things that we need to adjust going into year two, things we like, uh, you know, after uh, year one. Uh, I've taken a little bit of time and reflected on uh, the end of the season um, and uh, some things that we have to discuss as a staff moving forward. Uh, but I'm really focused on just continuing to move forward uh, and continue to identify ways to uh, keep getting better, developing the players and, and recruiting. Um, but, yeah, we, we've reflected, I have, and evaluated everything that we've done, not necessarily just after the Maryland game, but right after every event that took place. We'll take two more questions, guys. Coach Paul Franklin, again, AP, uh, in terms of performance inside the lines, could you give me some general thoughts about uh, how you think the guys did overall? Uh, well, I think the record, uh, you know, speaks to that a lot. I mean, we're doing 10. It's not what anybody wants in a program. Um, not not uh, satisfied with that, not happy with that. Um, you know, we, we came here to try to build a team that will compete and, and uh, then we'll win. And I do think that we've built a team that will uh, compete. Now, do we uh, necessarily uh, do that on the scoreboard, you know, every week? No, we didn't. You know, we got shut out for four games. I'm not happy with that at all. Um, but, uh, again, is, is the, the year one uh, a disappointment or a loss? No, it's not. We, we've done a lot of positive things in this program. But uh, on Saturdays, I get it. You know, uh, as we move forward, I'm going to be judged by wins and losses. Um, we've got to continue to build the program. So uh, 
uh, we are getting more wins than losses down the road. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.